God has a specific desire and design for your role as a mom. Join me as we discuss common mom stuff and how we can and should view it from the heart of Jesus. My desire is that you will leave each episode with a smile on your face and empowered to be one step closer to the mom God has called you to be. Hey friend, this is Tiffany, your host of the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about being overwhelmed and that feeling of being overwhelmed. You know, whenever you just have too many things to do and not enough time to do it. I know that this is a feeling that I have experienced in my life far too often, and it's honestly very crippling, and it could make you not be able to accomplish anything in those moments or not act, be your normal self in those moments. You can't be the mom that you want to be in these moments whenever you're feeling completely overwhelmed. So I want to go through some things that I have found that have really helped me really to even prevent overwhelm from ever showing up in my life. But whenever it does poke out and say, hey, I'm here to play, like I have strategies now that I'm able to implement to be able to make that go away and not entertain all those overwhelmed feelings that are just absolutely debilitating. So overwhelm can happen to anyone. I mean, whether you're a mom or not. But, you know, I think moms, we can feel it maybe even more. Like moms take it to next level. I definitely was overwhelmed before I was a mom. It's not something unique that started happening once I became a mom, but I don't remember it being so bad before I had kids. And I think a lot of that is just that kids Like they just always have that underlying base level, like they need us. So, and they're, they aren't people that we can just say no to or to push aside or say, Hey, let's wait for next week or next month. You know, it's their constant needs that they need every single day, day in and day out, especially whenever they're younger. And, you know, we want to meet their needs and, uh, you know, we're, we're the person that does that. And so, All those little things can really add up to the overwhelm of it. You know, we have all those motherhood duties and then on top of every, everything else. And, you know, what we're doing doesn't have to be a bad thing or a wrong thing in order to cause overwhelm to happen. It can be caused by an accumulation of a lot of good things. Your kids really true, truly need you and they need their needs met and you want to meet them. It's just that perfect scenario of a million little urgent things adding up. You can't push, you know, driving and sitting through your daughter's dance recital to another day just because it doesn't work well with the other things that you need to do in your own life. You know, of course, besides the kids' needs, you have your own things that you're working on, your job or that following that God has placed on your heart to do. And then there's just like the daily maintenance stuff that you do for yourself, like exercise or reading or showering. And I know it may sound silly to name some of these things, but they can all feel like they're adding to the overwhelm once you hit that overwhelmed threshold. You know, I remember whenever I was getting married and planning my wedding and people would ask how it was going. And I would say, well, I gave up sleeping. I gave up washing my hair and I'm about to give up eating. And I really meant it whenever I said these things. And I truly had given up sleeping and washing my hair. I have learned though, since then, 
A better way to combat overwhelm instead of cutting out essentials like showering just to get things done. And we are going to talk about that today. Just a little side note, I do believe that it is the foundation of some of these routine items of life, like the showering, the eating, the sleeping, that actually will get you through the potentially overwhelming seasons that make you feel like you're crazy. So speaking of crazy, I have cried so many tears from overwhelm and just felt crazy from it, really. I remember just last summer walking through TJ Maxx with tears streaming down my face. I was stressed and trying to numb out by shopping at my favorite place. Have you ever done that? Where you just have so much to do and you just don't even know how to do it. So you just end up doing none of it. Like that's where I was at. But once I got there, I wasn't crying before I got to TJ Maxx, but once I was in the aisle and shopping, like the tears just would not stop falling down my cheeks. I wasn't actively bawling. I didn't necessarily feel sad. I just could not stop the tears from coming down. I felt crazy. I texted my best friend and I told her that I didn't know why I couldn't stop crying or why I was crying in the first place and why I was feeling like this. And she immediately was like, I know why you feel like this. She said, Tiffany, you're doing too much. You do not have to do it all. And it was a light bulb moment for me. You know, I got to thinking when she said that, she was, I was like, you know, I am. I was in the middle of writing a book that needed to be turned in sooner than later. I was still, I was doing, you know, content for my website, still working my regular job. On top of that, you know, it was summertime. So I was wanting to do fun things with my kids and we were dealing with some issues at home. I mean, last summer was just, it was a summer of a lot. And, you know, she made the light bulb go, go off in my head for me, but I was also irritated by it. I remember being irritated that my friend was telling me that I was doing too much because I want to be able to do it all. And you might resonate with that too. I absolutely hate not being able to do it all. It is truly the worst for me. Sometimes I wish that I was that person that could just let things go and say no easily, not give 110% to everything. I wish I could not want to do everything or be involved with everything. But I am Tiffany, and that is never going to be me, to be that person that can let the things go. Maybe it sounds like you too. There is nothing wrong with wanting to do lots of things and to do more than the average person. I mean, there has to be people in the world that do want to be involved, those that do see and set a goal and actually see it to completion. Today, I'm going to go over some ways we can stay true to ourselves and that desire to to do a lot of things and do more than the average person and to follow our callings and goals without letting overwhelm take the center stage and the driver's seat. And I believe that as you implement these things we're going to talk about today, you will see your productivity is better. And the best part of all is that your heart's going to be happier. Your family is going to be really thrilled whenever you feel less overwhelmed. After today's episode, you are going to have actual tools to use whenever overwhelm comes knocking at your door. Okay, so here's the moment we've all been waiting for. So what to do when you feel overwhelm coming over you? Number one thing, you have got to determine what your focus is at this particular time in this particular season. This can change month to month or literally even week to week. It needs to be evaluated often. So what I mean by focus is, 
it's the thing that's the most important to you or the, the couple, three things that are the most important and critical to you right now, the things that are really resonating in your heart and your true desires. This is important to figure out because you are going to be doing the things that line up with what your focus is and saying no or later to everything else that does not line up with this focus. You know, this coming summer, my focus is going to be on writing a devotional book for moms and um, also spending time with my kids and husband because it's summer. I will likely take a break from this podcast for the summer because to free up time for all those other things. And that's okay. It frees up time for my current focus and I'll pick this podcast back up after my book is written in the fall. So like I said, you know, this can change from week to week. I like to call the weeks whenever they change week to week, like a micro focus. So it's kind of like a subset of your big, larger focus. You know, this week, for example, my kids had tons of activities and field trips and things I wanted to be a part of. So my normal focus shifted to be able to do those things with my kids as much as possible. And I just shifted around my list, my to-do list to reflect that. You know, for example, I was not able to record this particular podcast like I usually do because I was busy spending time with my kids. I tried to get this podcast out every Friday morning and it is now Friday afternoon and I am just now recording it and I will hopefully be able to edit it and get it out by Saturday. But the thing is that you have to be able to shift around your priorities from week to week and be fluid about that. I've arrived at a place where I realize that life has to be fluid and your intentions and focus will be fluid too. If you don't make peace with the fluidity of that, then the overwhelm gets so much. Like if you don't make peace with it, then you're always going to be wanting to be stuck into a strict, rigid spot because you're always going to feel like if you let go of something that you're just letting go of it forever. Instead of in reality, it can be something that you go back to. It can be fluid. It can be just for the moment. You've got to remind yourself routinely of your focus and your goals and do only the things that line up with that time, especially in the times when you're super busy and super overwhelmed. I have driven myself completely insane with things that don't truly matter in the long run. I wish I could get the time back to spend on what really mattered in those moments and what my true goals were. What to do is to write down a couple of things that your current focus is. Two or three things should be about what your your focus is. Write them somewhere where you're going to see them often. You know, I suggest something where your calendar, where you make your calendar or appointments at so that you can, can see that whenever you're writing down schedules. I use a paper calendar, so this is super easy for me. I just put a little post-it note of my focus on that month or that week or whatever it is, and then I can see it as I'm going through my, my appointments. You will drive yourself insane if you deviate from your focus. It will feel like you're wasting your time because you are, in a sense. You may be getting things done, but you're not getting the right things done. So your soul and your brain and your heart, they all know when you're striving and wasting energy on things that don't line up with what your heart's focus is for that season. And they go nuts trying to let you know, trust me, I have been there. You can think of it as not being authentic to your focus if you deviate from it. So be authentic to your focus and stick to the focus. Okay, so once you have your focus, 
and what you're focusing on in that season, the next thing to do is to edit the to-do list. You know, you can't throw the towel in on everything, but there might be some things that you're able to throw, some things that you're able to throw the towel on. You got to make a list of what you already have going, everything that you're wanting to do. Whatever doesn't line up with your current focus, then put that off for a later time. I call these like the non-urgent list items. Then the things that do line up with my current focus, I like to circle them on the list. And I know those are the things I need to make room for in my life. I call these the urgent items. And they're not urgent in the way that they have to be done urgently, like really, really quick, but they need to be done and space needs to be given to them and allowed for them. So once you have your your to-do list organized as non-urgent and urgent, it's time to organize the list and, uh, you know, really to even make some cuts to it. So make the list and I start classifying everything as the urgent toward the top of the list. And then I put the non-urgent at the bottom, like the later things that I'm going to do. I've actually started doing this almost every single day in an effort to prevent overwhelm. Because if I can just stay on top of it and constantly know what my urgent things are and my non-urgent things, it just makes daily life better. And hopefully overwhelm stays away instead of visiting super often. The very bottom of the page is also where I put things that need to be done that aren't my responsibility. You can think of this as a honey-do list of sorts. <laughs> That's usually what it it means to me. If it's something I'm not doing, it's probably something that my husband's taking care of me. So it just helps make space in my mind where I can see things that do need to be done, but that somebody else is taking care of it. And it's not to be on my particular list per se. You know, as you're making the list, you might come across something that you can just completely take off the list. You know, maybe what you thought was important at the time and that you had time for you no longer do. And there's no shame in that. Just leave it off. And, you know, maybe last week it was important to you, but this week it's not. And that's okay. You know, maybe last week it was super urgent for you to clean the baseboards and you never got around to it. But this week, like you don't care so much. So just cross it off. Don't leave things on there just because they ever made it on the list once. This is also a really good time if you do cross anything off the list that involves somebody else that somebody else is counting on you for um, to let them know, because just because you cross something off your list doesn't mean everyone else automatically knows. So that is just a side note on that. <laughs> the list is only a list if you never like do anything with it. So you're going to have to look at your schedule, make a plan for when you will do each item on the urgent list. Many of these things literally need to be put on a calendar like an appointment. Like whenever I'm in book writing season, I am up at 5.30 every morning and writing until 7 or 7.30. It is my focus. Like it is on my agenda for the day. It is on my appointments. It's on the calendar so that it's the same. And, you know, it's like the same as meeting with a trainer that I've paid for at the gym. It's on there and I'm going to keep the appointment. It's an appointment with me in this particular case. Your role as a mom is permanent. Obviously, you have to keep that. You will have to incorporate daily mom life into the equation of everything you do. I mean, that is the reason that I wake up at 5.30 to write, not because I want to get up at 5.30 at all, but because I know once the kids are up, I'm going to want to spend my day with them and they're going to need my attention and writing at the same time as trying to like play and be with them, like it's just not going to work out. So you are going to have to make adjustments 
for the fact that you are a mom. You know, you might consider things that can help you and people that could assist you with your responsibilities of being a mom, especially if you're in a time where you're you know, feeling overwhelmed and you really do have a lot of things that you need to get done that align with your focus. You know, maybe somebody else could pick your kids up from school even one day a week. I mean, that can free up um, even an hour of time that you could use to do something else, which is an hour. That's pretty gold to me. You know, you can streamline your dinner and lunch making. Take the thought out of it. You know, make the same thing for lunch every day. Decide to be okay with not making homemade meals for this particular season in life. You know, honestly, my kids live on chicken tenders. I cannot remember a single day of their life that that has not involved like chicken tenders ever. (laughs) And then we sprinkle in cooked meals as I have time to make them. But if it's a busy day, I do not add extra extra stress to me by feeling like I have to make a home cooked meal. You know, there are hidden cracks in your day that can be pots of gold whenever you find them and free them up to actually use them. So the third thing that's super important whenever you feel like over you're overwhelmed is to pray. You guys, you can just guarantee that this is going to be on every episode <laughs> because it is the difference maker. Prayer is the difference maker. Prayer gives you wisdom. God can literally multiply your time. He can smooth your path. He can take away resistance. He can make sure you show up at the right time so that you can maximize your time. And it's not like you're annoying God with your prayers. He wants to help you. He doesn't want you to live a life of overwhelm. He can help you see the areas you have bitten too much off at, things that you need to that need to be dropped or put off to another season. He can give you comfort and peace that a no now isn't necessarily a no for forever. God is the ultimate place God's yoke is easy. Cast your cares on him is what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. I would definitely categorize and, you know, overwhelm as a care to give him. Ask him to help you figure it out. Straighten it out for for you. He is all-knowing. He knows what needs to be done and what doesn't, and he knows how to make your way easy and straight. If your agenda matches God's agenda, you can guarantee it's going to happen. God wants you to live in a joyful, carefree life, not a stressed out one. The devil is the one that wants you overworked and overstressed. Let God help you defeat Satan and his schemes. We have come to the end of the podcast, which means my favorite part to get to pray for you. So here, let's go. Dear Lord, thank you so incredibly much for this mom that is hearing my voice. Thank you for letting her find this podcast so that she can have tools to help her feel less overwhelmed. We know you direct our steps, and I'm thankful that you directed hers here. I pray she would feel peace wash over her at this very moment, that she would feel stress tangibly lift or fall off of her. Remind her that you are the one that wants to carry her burdens. Remind her that you are able to make ways in schedules that where there doesn't seem to be a way. Remind her that you love her so much that you want to replace her stress with lighthearted joy, even in the midst of a busy season. I pray you multiply her time, that you would give her clarity and wisdom in what to leave in her schedule and what to take out. I pray that she would see the to-do list as a gift, not a burden. We thank you, Lord, that you go before us. Amen. Find me on Instagram at author 22 if you have not looked me up there. Amazing content there. Also, my Facebook group, Mommyhood Empowered, has great content there for moms. And TikTok at author Tiffany22. Until next time. Hey, this is Tiffany. You have just listened to the Mommyhood Empowered podcast. 
I pray that you have a smile on your face right now and that you are determined to go out into your world and make somebody else smile too. Have a blessed day.